you remember turning a butcher into a pig? Can't say that I do. Welcome to Storybroke! Miserably ever after. I'm perplexed at how easy it is to get a library job. Mads! And I think I'm giving myself nodules? Elaine! How are you giving yourself nodules? Okay, so since I've started working from home, I don't speak a whole lot outside of the podcast and the occasional phone call. Mm -hmm. Now that I have a child in the house who is sleeping uh, half the time, I try to speak lower without whispering, so I'm trying to turn my naturally like mezzo, mezzo-soprano voice into like a true alto, and I'm just speaking so low just in general. Like I'm spe- I can't even do it now because I'm thinking of it. But when I'm speaking normally to my husband, I notice that my throat hurts from strain because mm. I'm speaking in a lower register than I am now. And it's not uh, vocal fry. I mean, I have that sometimes, but I don't. Let's work um, on our vocal fry. I don't want to, because my throat hurts from speaking this is, around this my is child. Sorry, broke the vocal fry cast. So, we have Elaine here talking about. So I need to get more nasal, is what I'm saying. I just need to uh, get back up into my head. Yeah, I have been. Um, I've been streaming. So if you are a Twitch person, be sure to follow me at Big Scary Mads for weird indie horror games and f- weird furry. Sh- um, <laughs> I have been playing uh, Changed, which changed, which is a action puzzle game. And instead of dying, if you get caught by an enemy, they turn you into a surprisingly horny furry. Oh, it's a weird game. Oh, okay, <laughs> all right. That's great. That sounds like an experience. It's definitely. I'm experiencing some things. I'm like, wow, this is. Why is this game so like this? Can you tell that I already do not want to talk about this episode at two minutes into the recording? Well, tough, because we have to. Ah, why don't we sign up for this? Uh, by the way, uh, you need to watch You need to watch um, Descendants immediately I, I, after the episode I, with Corey and I. When I listened to the episode, I was like, oh, God, now I have to watch this. Oh, yeah. Uh, which I, I think was the general consensus of... Everyone who listened to that episode was, oh, God, now I have to watch this. Immediately after we stopped (laughs) recording, I went and watched the rest of them. The second one and third are a lot more cohesive and a lot just better all around. It's still terrible, and I still want to watch them and uh, call Corey back and record (laughs) two and three. But I think we need you for that because, uh, as I said to you and our listeners probably figured out, Elaine is the glue that makes this whole podcast stay cohesive. I. It's, it's, I just keep everything on the rails a little Mm -hmm. bit more. Uh, Even though I have ADHD, I'm also sort of linear in my thinking. And so I I push people back on the track. Speaking of getting back on the track. uh, (laughs) Oh, that is a good segue. Thanks. (laughs) Let's talk about Bumple. I know. Now I know that the official term for this ship is rum bell, but a rum bell sounds delightful and a little bit delicious and dainty. And this is bumble. Yeah, it sounds like a little. It sounds like a little chocolate 
with like a rum filling. Yes, like it a, does. Like a rum liqueur inside. It's, yeah, it sounds, yeah, it sounds delightful. It sounds like something I would have at Christmas and be happy to receive. This is not delightful and happy to receive. This is Bumple. Um, so oh. should we, should, what? Before we go on, speaking of the holidays are coming up, will I get to have an Elaine Kibido, Elaine Paramore okay. rum cake this year? Or do I, I mean, have to censor your last name? Oh, I mean, we didn't censor. They both sound fake. We never censored it. Um, they both sound fake. People follow <laughs> me on Twitter. <laughs> right. Will I be able to have an Elaine Elaine Paramore rum cake this year? Yeah. For holiday gatherings? I mean, maybe. I don't know. I haven't had time to bake since having a baby, but he is older now and he can almost sit up on his own so i think maybe? my liver has recovered enough from the last time i had one so i well, think we can do this. they aren't it's not like i soak them for three days or anything like an old-fashioned fruitcake <laughs> okay sorry let's let's get into the basic plot let's so here's the not so basic oh my god i tried to keep it short and it's still two pages long plot Once upon a time, the town coward had some marital issues. After her embarrassment led Rumpelstiltskin's wife into the warm embrace of the local pub, Mila begged him to consider moving to a new town so they can start fresh, without the weight of his cowardly shame holding them back. He refused and asked her to please try a little harder to make it work there for the sake of their son. She said she would try, but she did not, and ran away with Captain Killian Jones, a charming and handsome pirate. When Jones said he could have her back if he fought him for her, Rumpelstiltskin was unable to rise to the task. Years later, after becoming the Dark One, Rumpel made a deal with Mr. Smee to acquire a magic bean so that he could travel between worlds. After his transaction, Captain Jones walked into the pub. Rumpel decided to confront him over the loss of his wife. After some aggressive banter, in which Jones began to call Rumpelstiltskin a crocodile, and confessed that Mila had died, Rumpel challenged Jones to a duel. As Jones was decidedly losing the duel, Mila, very much alive, appeared to stop Rumpel from ripping Jones's heart out. Turns out, she had intercepted Mr. Smee and was now in possession of the magic bean, which she'd give him if he let them go. Mila tossed the magic bean to Jones after showing it to Rumpel. When Rumpel confronted her about abandoning their son, she told him she was truly devastated that she abandoned Balefire, but she was blinded by her own cowardice and her misery. Why was she miserable? Because she never loved her husband. Rumpelstiltskin did what seemed like an appropriate reaction at the time and ripped out her heart. Oh yeah. As she fell into the arms of her beloved pirate, he crushed her heart, killing her instantly. In his rage and despair, Jones refused to hand over the magic bean, so Rumpelstiltskin, the crocodile, removed the hand from Jones's body to get it. Jones tried to murder Rumpel with a hook from the ship, but it's just not that easy to kill the Dark One. Jones vowed revenge, and Rumpel disappeared with a severed hand. Unfortunately for Rumpel, Jones's former hand was empty. Captain Jones adopted the hook he used as his new appendage and hired Mr. Smee as part of his crew. They used the stolen magic bean to take them to a world where they'd never grow old, so they could, so he could have an eternity to figure out how to murder the crocodile. And so, away they went to Neverland. Meanwhile, in Storybrooke, Belle is upset that her plans to fix Mr. Gold and turn him into a normal good person are being thwarted by Mr. Gold's admitted refusal to change and abandon magic. She leaves and befriends Ruby at the diner, who encourages her to follow her passions and check out the abandoned library. 
While there, she's kidnapped on the street by Mr. Smee. Gold's search for his missing lady leads him to her father's floral shop. Mr. French is more than happy to hear that his daughter is not only here, alive, but that she also apparently left Mr. Gold. Her own father had her kidnapped to get her away from Mr. Gold. Since she would not swear not to go back to Mr. Gold, her father decided that the best course of action was to force her across the town line via a cart in the empty diamond mines in order to erase her entire memory and real personality permanently so she would forget about Mr. Gold. Sure. Even though that meant she'd forget him, too. Ruby, Charming, and Gold managed to get to the mines just in time to magically stop the cart from plummeting past the magical barrier to town. Rescued, she graciously thanks Mr. Gold for saving her, but reiterates that she can't go back with him if he can't be honest with her. Her father is grateful to hear this, but she tells him that she absolutely won't be going with him either, considering what he just tried to do to her. The next day, over pancakes, Ruby tells her that she can stay at Granny's and hands her a little box, containing the key to the library which someone had left for her. Of course, Mr. Gold is at the library waiting for her. Wanting to give her some of the honesty she craved before they part ways, he explains that the dark curse was created so he could come to this world and find his son. And once the curse was broken, he brought magic back because he was afraid not to use it. He tells her goodbye in what could have been a clean, simple break. But she stops him and invites him to have a hamburger with her sometime. Yeah. Back at his shop, Mr. Gold finds out from his hostage, Mr. Smee, that the curse didn't take Killian Jones to this world when it took him. Back in the present-day Enchanted Forest, Cora shows Killian Jones the bottle of magic wardrobe ashes, their ticket to Storybrooke. I'm sorry I had to leave the scream in because that is how I feel about this plot. Yeah. Like, we've started off season two very well, in mm-hmm. my opinion. That's that's because most of the episodes we've had haven't had Bumple in it. Ah, uh, I don't like the pairing. I don't. And uh, called out on Twitter, but if it were, if, if it were, uh, if Rumpelstiltskin were an evil lesbian... I'd if be here for it. Yeah, if Rumpelstiltskin were a MILF, it'd, it'd be okay, um, according to Mads. I would think it was too many MILFs in one place, but that's too because... Too many MILFs. That's because evil moms are so you know, so easy to come by in this show. That, you know, it's good sure, the dad can be terrible, too. I, I sure hope that that audio wasn't picked up of someone trying to call me via Discord. No, I didn't hear it. Okay. So... Yeah, uh, what was, hold on. I have to pull up that conversation because I have some things to say before we get into the story. And while she does that, I'll be singing. Too many milfs, too many milfs, too many milfs, too many milfs. It takes a lot. (laughs) So, here you go. So, Fandom Fairy asked, how do you imagine Once Upon a Time would have been different if Rumpelstiltskin were a milf? And I want to point out that for the record, I found Robert Carlyle to be an attractive man, but his characterization of Gold and Rumple is so off-putting, I just can't, which is a compliment to the actor because he's very good at it. Uh, otherwise, hold on, now I got to find the other responses. It, there's just so many MILFs on this show. Everyone's a MILF. You've got good MILFs. You've got bad MILFs. Everyone's a MILF. you got a couple of DILFs in there, one or two. Uh, some of them are more problematic than others. Um so it's nice to have an evil Dilf on the show. But 
Don't call him a Delf. He's not. You're right. No. He's not a very good dad, so he doesn't get that. He's <laughs> <laughs> kind of a terrible father. Pretty much. You know, he gets it from his own. Oh, that's spoiler, I guess. I don't know. Runs in the family is what I'm saying. I say it runs in the family like that uh, like that Amanda Palmer song. I don't know that Amanda Palmer song. Oh, you know. But it's just, Yeah, we've got so many MILFs to choose from that having... A terrible evil dad is is a nice uh, palate cleanser, which I would have typed on Twitter. But at the time that I was typing, I couldn't remember how to spell palate properly. So there are two ways to spell it, and they both mean different things. And I just couldn't. I couldn't be bothered to Google it. Um, and honestly, as the show goes on, there's a mill for two I'd like to get rid of. So yeah. Oh yeah. Stop trying to make her happen. Stop. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> Ugh. So yeah, thank you, Phantom Fairy. That was a that was a fun back and forth for whenever I I think I was supposed to be in bed whenever I was answering that. <clears throat> yeah, I was or getting uh, ready I was, for work or something. I was supposed to be streaming um, <laughs> when it happened, but yeah. <sighs> so all I, right, I'm on the I'm on the hustle. Damn it, I'm a freelancer now. So Bumple, I hate it. So this episode starts out with a dream sequence in which Rumple is being so wonderful. He's giving. <laughs> there it is. There's the two love voice. <coughs> Rumpel is giving Belle a necklace just because they're going to go out for a night on the town because they haven't had any alone time together, which was for me um, gag inducing. Not that's not true. I'm I'm being over dramatic. It was it was like we've had two episodes without them, and now they're like this episode's about us. And I was like, ah. Uh. <laughs> I did like her dress in this scene. Look, her clothes. Her clothes are great. I love yeah. her nightgown later. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. so Leroy barges in on their sweet moment uh, to demand his axe back and reminds Gold that actually nothing in his pawn shop belongs to him. It belongs to everyone else. And he tries to convince her that he's bad. He'll always be bad. And Rubble Stiltskin is like, he's right. I always will be. And she wakes up and finds him in the basement spinning gold and doing magic. Um, I Turns out he is that girl we thought he was. Yeah, I wrote down this is a case of ye old. He can change. I can fix him. Slash. Why isn't he changing fast enough? Well, you know, I do think that people are capable of change, as we've said yeah, before. But, but have you have to want to. Yeah, and he he's never agreed to this. He said like he'll try, but he didn't say it in a way that was like truthful. <laughs> yeah, no, he's like, I'll try to change slightly to shut you up. It's I'll, very clearly not. I'll try to consider I, changing. Is yeah, what it was. I will try to consider changing, and I that came out in the basic plot also. Yeah. But her nightgown I'll, is cute though. I'll pencil that in. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like, like you just said, everything oh. she wears is just great. Also, I love uh, whenever he's spinning the gold, I recognized the what the material they were using. That's just a standard gold cord that you can get at the hobby store. Um, doesn't look a thing like what would come off of a loom, but it's easy to get and it's good for shots. Like it's, it's very shiny. Yeah. It's very gold. It is very obviously, this is a gold thread. Looks great so, on camera. Looks great on camera, except whenever you do a close up like you did in which you can see, mm-hmm. oh, this is a woven gold cord. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Looks great on camera, but not as a close up. That's good for stage though. That would be a great prop for stage. Like if I were doing Rumpelstiltskin on stage, hell yeah, he'd use that cord because it's easy to get and it's cheap. There's a lot on this show that works on a stage and not on the show. With with uh, HD cameras. 
Yeah, HD cameras sort of ruined some of that for television. There's a, there's a lot that works on this show, but not a close-up in 1080p. <laughs> <laughs> Let's, or is it it's 720? I don't know. Yeah. Still. So, so we have our flashback in which Rumpelstiltskin comes home to find his tiny son. We have a different actor. We have a younger actor playing Balefire because this is before the Ogre Wars. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, it's... It's before the second Ogre, Ogre Wars. Whichever wars, like, he's already, I'm, he's lame, but they haven't started taking the children yet. Listen, I'm not going to put any more thought into the continuity of this show than the than the creators of it do. Well, no, because he was originally in some wars. That's whenever he, he broke his leg to come home. Yeah, this is before That's they- That's very important. This is before the new Ogre Wars where they draft children. Yeah, exactly. That's what I said. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And um, so Bay is much younger. He's like- five or six maybe. And he's sitting in their house alone. And so not wanting to leave his son alone, he takes him with him to the bar, tells him to stay outside and goes inside to find his wife. Who's very rude to him in front of people until her son walks in doing a little, uh, I don't know if this was an intentional guilt trip on the kid's part, uh, but it works. And she just gets up and leaves in front of all of her new friends. Uh, a very handsome pirate is at the table. Can we talk about her earrings in this scene? Can we talk about her whole outfit? Like, all of the ladies in these scenes have, like, beautiful Rinfest attire. This was a great outfit, and I was like, damn, she's she's dolled up for a peasant. Well, you know, she tries. She's going out and flirting because she doesn't like her husband, so... Which, there are better ways. There are, there are consensual forms of non-monogamy. Um, yeah, but she's a coward, too. She is. She's absolutely a coward, which we're going to talk about in this episode. I have some issues with the way she goes about. Oh, oh, she's horrible. She's horrible. Though there is, they have a talk that night and Mila, he's like, did you really want me to die? Because she keeps throwing, he's like, if you were a real, real man, you'd have died in the Ogre Wars instead of, you know, running home to mommy, basically. He's like, no, I didn't want you to leave. I just, I didn't want you to die. I just wanted you to have not been a coward. Because being a coward is the worst thing you can be. Um, she does give him a chance. She asks him, to con- can we please move somewhere where they don't know us so that we can try to make this work on a new foundation? She tries this much. And he says, no, let's not. Let's, for the boy, let's stay and try to make it work. So it's sort of his own fault there. I, which but makes me... Fault too. That makes me like, we got to stay in this town for the boy. I'm like, what? Is this like a yeah. good fantasy school district? Yeah, exactly. Like you're in the olden timey days. Like you could, you really could go to another town, another little village where they don't know who you are. Sell your hut and move. Sell your hut and move. I'm sure there's a family out there who would love your hut. Sell your hut and move. You have a trade. Yeah. yeah. Like you're good. You could go. Like. I don't know. They both but suck. It was a, it was, there was no real reason for it. It was a dumb decision. Why did they leave it in? It, they left in to show that she gave him a chance, I guess. Which she didn't really. Because he asked her to make it work and she was like, okay. And then the next day she was out of the bar again. Yeah, like, okay. Next scene, she's gone. Any. Yeah. The next scene is actually in uh, Storybrooke, right? Yeah, the next scene is in Storybrooke. It's Belle confronting Gold about the dru- the magic he was doing in the basement, which is where, again, we get, they upgraded his house from the first season. Yes. This is a different house. It's a new house. It's definitely 
more open. It's an open it's an open floor plan house. If the outside is still like classical main, this is an open floor plan where they've like ripped the walls out and stuff. It's beautiful. I love that yeah. kitchen. That kitchen yeah. was great. The lighting is perfect. There are French doors. It's gorgeous. It's a gorgeous house and it's very different from the small which it was still like in the same theme of house, but it still had all of its walls inside. It was still closed concept. Separated? I don't know. I don't know. Like it has the same, it's just, it's not as cluttered. It's not as small. Yeah. It's, it's definitely either he cleaned that place out and we just never saw this part of the house or this is a completely new house. No, he has magic now. He just snapped his fingers and he was like, there we go. Updated. Oh yeah. There. Um, So he tries to change the subject by getting her breakfast. So he tells her like, it's nothing. It's just a couple spells to enhance my power. And that's when she's like, you don't need power. You need courage to let me in. I wonder what the theme of this episode is. Hmm. The word of the day is courage. The word of the day is courage. <laughs> to, which, to which I was like, just tell her, dude. Just tell her why you need magic. Just freaking tell her. This whole, this whole mess could have been avoided with an open communication relationship. I do just talk to each other. I do think his lack of courage... Um, throughout every incarnation of Rumpelstiltskin is very evident and it's a mm-hmm. good character motivation. Yeah. Because like, it's why he does everything. It's why he's ruthless. It's why he is essentially uh, like a psychopath. You know what I mean? <laughs> well, I don't want to say psychopath, but like, I'm not here to make a medical diagnosis, but you know what right. I mean? It's why he is such an unfeeling bastard. And it's because he is terrified of losing anything. He is terrified of letting go and he's terrified of appearing weak. And it's Mm -hmm. why he does so much of what he does. It is a good character choice. It is a bad character choice for a character. You want to be a protagonist, which they do. They want us to consider him to be. That's a bait uh, and switch. They want want you to think he's a protagonist so that whenever he does his inevitable double cross, you're surprised by it because he had made such good leaps and bounds. He hasn't. He just chose a moment to not be selfish for once. I just feel like this show, uh, from what I've watched uh, now since last time we recorded, uh, it just feels like they want us to care about him. They want us to empathize with him. They want us to be like... They want it to be like, look, the bad guys are humans too. They have feelings. And yeah, that's true. I feel that with Regina. Mm-hmm. And I will I, I will stand by that throughout this season. Even yeah. when she's going to be doing some really horrific things later on, I will stand behind. I she's feel and see her as a human, uh, as a fully fledged person. Yeah, Regina still, they're successful with. Yeah, still likable at her core. Still worthy of love. Mm-hmm. I don't feel that way about Rumple. No. No, uh, you know, like in Bell's dream, we we didn't say the line, but um, I, I wrote it down. Uh, or maybe you're just another possession. Yeah, that is exactly what she is to yeah, him. Yeah, she is. That's yeah, that's all and she's ever been. And he just happened to he does love her. Look, I'm going to give that he does love her. He does care about her, but he's he's more intent on possessing her than having an actual relationship with her. I'm he not sure he doesn't want this relationship to go both ways he wants it his way yeah which is why like to me i don't feel like he loves her i think he loves the idea of her Mm -hmm. i think he loves that she brings out enough good in him that he feels good about himself Mm -hmm. she likes how he makes him feel okay 
I don't think he loves her as a person. Okay. Because I don't think he respects and respects her enough. He cares for her though. He doesn't he does care for her. I'm not he saying he doesn't like her. He definitely doesn't trust her. No. He just wants to have her. Yes. He loves that she loves him. Mm-hmm. And he cares for her and wants good things for her. But not if that means he has to change. Mm-hmm. Uh, cause he loves his magic more. Uh-huh. You know, how are you gonna love someone else if you can't stop loving your magic more? Yeah. It's terrible. I shouldn't have said that. Uh, but yeah. Yeah, I just and it gets worse later. It just gets worse and keeps getting worse and she just keeps and she's but I'm going to say this. She's not blameless in this. No. Because she refuses to compromise. You know, who's to say he can't be a good person who uses magic? Why does he have to give up magic in order to be a good person? Also, if he's already said no, but you keep ignoring that and then getting mad at him when he still hasn't changed the way you want him to. He's already told you he's not going to. These people shouldn't be a couple. Girl, make a decision and stick to it. They should not be together romantically. They should not be, they should not be together romantically. They're not cute. It's not, they're not cute. They're not compatible with one another. They no. want very different things. It's possible to, to care about someone very deeply who you are not compatible with. Yeah. Or else we wouldn't have any sort of like live action, live actual drama to, to pull off of. Cause yeah. Yeah. Live actual. I'm good at this. Yeah. Like, it, I feel like it would have been more interesting, but it also would probably be more progressive of a show to have them realize, yes, we have feelings for each other. Yes, we care for each other, but no, we cannot be together. And not because there's some magical impediment, but because we just want different things. They almost got there in this episode. They almost they get there. almost did it. They, they came so close to being like, yeah, this isn't going to work. We want different things. I want it, but I owe you this honesty. So I'm going to give it to you. Here it is. Cool. We're cool. See you around. Bye. And then she caves immediately, immediately breaks her own boundary. Yep. Boundaries are very important. I've learned in therapy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I don't know. All right. So you don't need power. You need courage to let me in. <sighs> Which I feel like is a much, um, there's a couple lines in this episode that I feel are like. Forced. Forced. This isn't the worst offender. Oh no, the forcing comes later with nicknaming. Oh, oh, I have my worst line of the episode. I have it written down. I can't wait to get to it. Right here. Shall we move on? Yes. All right. So, so a woman comes to Rumpelstiltskin's hut and says that Mila has been kidnapped by pirates. So he rushes out to the docks to rescue his wife. Uh, And then Killian Jones says some disgusting lines. This whole scene is gross. He's like, you have my wife. I've had many men's wives. It's like, well, bring her back. I don't know. My men need companionship. It's a long, you know, long ride across the seas. I'm like, this whole scene is gross. (laughs) I mean, we we later learn. Can I spoil the twist? Because I mean, we've already done. Well, we've already synopsis. done the basic plot. Yeah. There's no spoiling. Like, it, I think it's very clear that she doesn't have she doesn't have the courage to say, "I don't want to be with you, Rumpel." Mm-hmm. We, I, I'm sorry, I'm leaving you. Yes, I know, I'm also leaving my son, but yeah. I'm I'm out. If I'm she out. if I'm she done. had if she had gone on deck and spoken to him in that moment, she'd have gone back because of her son. 
She knows that. But so, this whole thing is very much set up. Oh, yeah. So he's just, he's like, okay, well, fight me for her. Whenever he doesn't, he won't. He won't even pick up the sword. He's like, please, sir, what am I going to tell my boy? And Jones is like, try the truth, which is not that your mother left your father and abandoned you. It's that that his father's a coward. That is not the, that is not the reason for this. That is her lame reason for justifying it. But that is not the reason that she didn't come home. She didn't come home because of her choices. Yeah, like her resentment of her husband over the image that he has because he didn't want to die in a war mm-hmm. is why she why she felt the need to leave him. As Vainy Lane, I think I can say that bitch is vain and selfish. And I guess they were a pretty good match. Yeah. I mean, that is definitely a thing about this, is that we never really know her as a character. We don't know what her relationship was like before Rumpelstiltskin left. Her her relationship with Rumpel. They, they had that flash. They have that one flashback. Have they done that flashback yet? Okay. No. They have her in a flashback later, <clears throat> and they're like it's, very. You know. It's a flashback episode later when we find out like how he got his his limp. Yeah. And the circumstances of him. His cowardice. Becoming a coward and leaving the war and blah 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 blah. I couldn't blah. remember where it was. This is why I should have just watched them all in order as we taped. <laughs> but yeah, no, it's uh, it's not great. It's it's a dumb motivation. Then she's not well characterized. Then, and I really do feel like she's a character who exists solely to drive the conflict between these two men. Yeah, like yeah. she's there because we have to have a justification for uh, Rumpelstiltskin having a son. And we need Hook to have sad points for why he hates Rumpelstiltskin. Wait, you're saying that a woman character is just there to advance the plots of several men? She's just walking in a refrigerator the whole time. (laughs) I'm going to edit out the F-bomb probably. Sure. We're going to have to start using an explicit tag. I try. I really do try. Yeah. So yeah, that scene was gross and I hated it. Mm-hmm. Um, so in Storybrook, the dwarves and David Nolan are seen digging underground, trying to find fairy dust. It's very important that David is there and that we hear him say the phrase, I hate mine dust, because that comes back for him later. Um, <laughs> it's very important that David is there because this is the closest we will get to a shirtless scene with him, <laughs> which is really the only reason he should be there. Cool. He does look good in a tank top. Can he I does. objectify men? I mean... Can I just completely treat a man like a sex object? Uh, I'm not sure what the right answer is. <laughs> I think it's probably no, but I will I say no. that in a tank top like, covered I wanna, in I wanted dirt to sarcastically sweat, answer, and I'm like, no, I don't want to become, I don't want to get canceled again. I'm, I'm fine being canceled. You cancel I'm me all say, the time. The only reason, the only time I've ever felt any attraction to David was with him in a gray tank top, uh, sweaty and covered in dirt. While and his, I don't know. Uh, while his grandson is watching. That part's a little weird for me. <laughs> so he he talks about taking over as sheriff until Emma returns. And, uh, and I think Ruby brings him food or something. But yeah, he put in a shift at the mines to look for mine dust. And he's like, oh, I hate mine dust to look for mine dust. Uh, Ruby's outfit is amazing. Oh, 
My God, all of her outfits this episode are so good. Like now that she's her curse is broken, Ruby's the best dresser on the show. Yes. Sorry, Regina. Ruby's the best dresser on the show. If we don't have we if we don't have olden timey days Regina in an episode, it's Ruby hands down for me. Oh, like, absolutely. Like there's no debate. Uh, when no. she's in those like black leather pants, well faux leather pants, and the mm-hmm. red shirt tucked in with the black like flat hat. Oh, so want good. that whole outfit. So good. I love like everything about it. I screenshot that. I was like, this. I don't know what gender this is, but it's what I want to be. <laughs> like, so so let's let's talk about scenes that shouldn't happen. Uh, Mr. Gold walks straight into Game of Thorns. Just no problem. Just waltzes right in to go see Mo French whenever he can't find Belle. Just waltzes in as if he didn't try to beat this man to death just like a year ago. And and it surprises me. That that doesn't get brought up. Like, yes, they hate each other. You can tell they obviously don't like each other. And it seems like it's one of those things where they never go back and be like, oh, Mr. French has a very good reason for not liking Mr. Gold right now. Right. In general. Because and it's not that we're the same age and you're dating my daughter. It, it's because <laughs> Mr. Gold did not get any sort of just, legal justice put onto him whatsoever after beating him up within an inch of his life with his cane. So let's point out, not a good guy. There's a reason he doesn't like this not a good guy. All right? Yeah. And he he's he's happy to hear that Belle is in this world, but he's not happy to hear that she's with him. But he doesn't know where she is. He hasn't seen her. And I he's like, and now thanks to you, neither of us know where she is. You're a monster rumple stiltskin. But they never I just it's not great. No. It's there to fill I, time. I have more things to say, but I have them to say about another scene involving this. And so I'm trying, that's uh-huh. why I keep, that's why I keep stopping. Yeah. And it's, I mix the two scenes up even as many times as I've watched this episode now, because it's. <sighs> yeah. We'll get I to d- it. I don't have Disney plus anymore. Y'all I have to pay to watch this shit. And. Or you could just come to my house. I could. Well, I have gas now. So. Ah, ha ha. Yes. In the Enchanted Forest, uh, the Dark One is meeting with Smee, uh, who trades in hard-to-find objects. And he has this magic bean that can transport people across between worlds. So he will procure that bean for Rumpelstiltskin if he gets eternal life. But Rumpel's like, no, eternal life's my bag. But I can make you a kid again, and you can relive life all over. And Smee's like, close enough. What? Like, seriously, if, if you gave me the opportunity to be a child again, I would be passing on that so fast. <laughs> you mean I have to go through puberty? Yeah, can I just... Can, again? We, can, I, can I start at like 16 and go up? I'm fine there. Puberty but... as an assigned male at birth person? Like, no. No, I don't want to... No. I, I wish I could stop it the first time. Hell. So, uh, what, what interests <sighs> me about this scene is... Smee knows his entire personal history. <laughs> like, just the whole thing. He's, like, giving him his whole backstory. And Rumpel's like, I don't want to hear it. I lived it. It's not nice to spread rumors, but in his fun accent. Um, all of the winch costumes, like, all the serving girls in this make me miss the Louisiana Renfest so much. And it's LARF season right now. And I'm not there. And I probably can't go back till next year because I'm not bringing an infant to a day-long event. 
Yeah, no, I'm I'm I missed a, a LARF event, Re- not LARF, but a Texas no, Sprint turf. Ooh, I can't call Ooh, it that. No. Ooh, no, it's not a turf event. It's a TRF event. <laughs> I will miss every turf turf event. Yikes! Um, Yikes! Sorry, it was one of those things where I, I said it, and as I said it, I was like, nope, don't say that. Nope, I'm extremely happen. biological, and I'm not going to a turf event. Not <laughs> <laughs> a, a TRF. I did have a fun time hanging out with Lambo, though. That was cool. Got to see your baby. Anyway, yeah, no. Uh, yeah, this whole see, this, this whole episode. Hang on. Pause. Time out. What? I need another drink before I talk about this episode anymore. Is that okay? I go for it. I think I just ran out of my sparkly water. <sighs> me, I'm like, why is Willow so skittish? Also, me chasing her down the hall, going. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. All right. So, yeah. Sorry. So as as Smee leaves, you okay? You ready to go? I uh, I put sweetened lime juice in my bourbon. Oh no! Like a, just like a little splash. Uh, when I was with to make like a um a thing, but I put a little too much, and now it tastes like straight Mountain Dew, and I'm like, not <laughs> expecting that. Ah, sorry. All right. So Mr. Gold finishes his transaction with Smee, which is not the best deal, but you know, if you want to live for a little while longer, I guess childhood, whatever. Yeah. Um, there's a curse to that when magic comes with a price, for sure. <laughs> the, the price is puberty. And uh, Killian walks into the bar. Can I take second puberty blo- blockers? <laughs> I don't want to do it again. And, and that's where the scene ends, is... Uh, Rumpelstiltskin going, oh, I think I'll stay a little longer after all. Um, so we're in Granny's Diner. And Ruby is delivering iced tea to Belle's table going, are you okay? That's like your fourth one. You're hitting the iced tea really hard. And she comments, so she's never had it iced before, which valid. She's been in old Europe. They did not have ice. They did not drink it iced. Old I- Europe, Enchanted Forest. I choose to believe that the line was just written straight and she chose to take it in a sarcastic direction because I love this actress. Um, who, who, wait, who is sarcastic? I never had it iced before? No, the line of, uh, you've had three of those, I'm going to have to call you a cab. Oh, that, yeah. No, absolutely. Ruby's delivery of that is perfect. I, I, would, not a- I would not ask her to do anything differently. She's Ruby and she's perfect. Mm-hmm. Except, for that time, except for that time she killed that dude. That was pretty eh, sad. Wasn't on her fault. It wasn't her fault. Mm-mm. Oh, it was sad. It was. Oh sad. yeah, yeah, sad. I thought uh, we were about to do the meme of she killed people. Yeah, and she no. looked good doing it. No, I, I wrote down here. Ruby's the best because she commiserates with Belle about love. She tells Belle that Granny might have a room for her to stay in since she's going through an obviously weird breakup. Like Ruby reads people and she she fills their needs. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Whenever she she's like, well, I really don't know what to do with myself. Ruby's like, well, what do you like to do? Oh, you like books? We have an abandoned library. You can go check that out. Um, which was a good suggestion. Unfortunately, bad timing. Because Mr. Smith shows up. And he does. Oh, no. This, this scene just like rankled every one of my uh, straight woman walking alone. Not straight. Not even straight woman. Just woman walking alone. Why did I say straight woman? I think I meant like single woman. Yeah. Words. Single female walking alone thing. He's like, excuse me, ma'am, do you have any change? And she's like, no. He's like, well, are you 
Are you, you have a friend that you're meeting here? No, you don't answer that question. You say, yes, I am. They're on their way. And you go the other way. You do not say no, because that's when you get kidnapped. Yeah, I, I have a hard time believing this from Belle, even like her being from the Enchanted Forest, whatever. It just feels... Well, she like, was sheltered, right? I know. She was a princess, but like... I, I just have a... <laughs> Yeah, it's like the level of complete, like com- being completely guileless that just feels out of character for every incarnation of this character. I understand that in real life situations, you get caught off guard and you answer before you think, which is something I have done. And I have I have been in situations similar to that. Thankfully, it was not kidnapped, but I have been followed and I have been harassed. Mm-hmm. And uh and it's all because I spoke before I thought about the situation I was in. Mm-hmm. So I guess I could give her a pass there. But this is Belle. She's supposed to be smarter than this. <laughs> Mads is giving eyes to the camera right now. I'm just, ugh, it bothers me. It bothers me. It, 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 this scene happens so that the plot can advance. Also, I want to point out, uh, they're, they're hinting to her that she can just go and become the librarian because she's interested in books. But as you know, being a librarian requires a master's because you have to prove you love the books. <laughs> yes, that's what the master's is for. <laughs> yeah, no, that, that, that set me off. I was like, I mean, she could be in L.A., the she's face just, I made with that. I was she's going like, to like be like the resident attendant of the, the library. She's the R.A., of the free bookstore. I was like, oh, I'm sorry. She loves books. Oh, tell me about your uh, your background in collections management. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. Um, well, this whole library has been disused for 18 years. So everything's got to get weighted. 28. 28. 28. Yeah. No, to be fair. Everything here is 30 years old. We got to weed this whole shit out. To be fair, Snow White goes back to teaching without a teaching degree. So I guess they have to make do with what they've got. Dr. Can, Hopper has a um, uh, a fantasy <laughs> a fantasy degree in there. <laughs> I gotta say that curse is pretty powerful that it actually gave people the expertise to do some of is their that, jobs. Is that better or worse than getting a doctorate from an axe? <laughs> <laughs> at least at least with the curse they have the memory of all the of getting their degrees uh. and stuff, you know? <laughs> I'm happy I got to make that tie back. You're welcome. (laughs) Thank you for that. I got my doctorate from holding a pickaxe one time. (laughs) Like, oh, well, can I get a second opinion? (laughs) So in the Enchanted Forest again, Rumpelstiltskin uh, purposefully bumps into Killian Jones in an alleyway while disguised as an old man. And Killian, being a uh, careless pirate, starts hurtling jabs at him, picking on him, bullying him, and remarks that he looks like a crocodile, which is one of the most forced connections to a story. The most. Absolutely. Like, his coat has, is like crocodile leather at some Mm -hmm. point. To which they keep that from here on out. That's like it. When this originally aired, he first said crocodile, and I went, oh, God. Now he's the crocodile because t- he was already beast. He was already the beast that was one force connection, and now he's the croc from Peter Pan. Great. I did I'm not so like it tired. when it aired. I do not like it now. I'm so tired. Like, ugh. 
Uh, yeah. Whenever he reveals himself, though, uh, kudos to the actor who plays Killian Jones. There is obvious palpable discomfort when he realizes who he's standing with. Yes. And <laughs> not only is this the dark one, this is the dark one whose wife he stole several years ago. <laughs> Uh-oh. Before he was the dark one. Uh, jo- uh, he, he first, whenever he asked about Mila, he's like, oh, who? Never, no, I don't know, Mila. It doesn't ring a bell, no. Oh, Mila. Yeah, she's dead. Mila, sorry, I thought you meant Mila. Mila? Oh, Mila. Yeah, I thought you said Sheila. Because so, um, so, yeah. we have a lot of inexplicable Australians running around, so... Yeah, uh, so Rumpelstiltskin is like, well, in that case, it's dual time, and you have to show up or I'm killing your whole crew. Hey! Hey! Power. Um, Rumpelstiltskin's calm processing of she's dead, like he has this half second of like, his face goes stony as he processes that his wife, who he's been angry at, and I guess still in love with, um, is gone. To the degree that this man is capable of love. Yeah. But that's okay, because if Jones doesn't show up, he's going to gut the crew like a defish. Defish. Like a defish. Like a defish. So he's also the French chef from The Little Mermaid. Ha ha ha. He he he. Ugh, gross. Gross, 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 gross. And, uh, we could do gross character uh, characterizations of the French, right? <laughs> <laughs> so here's where my notes got a little crazy, because the we've been using... Mads has made my life easier because when I used to take these notes, I used to take all of these notes down writing the summary of the story as it went for each scene in in my long frilly, it's not even frilly handwriting. It looks like a uh, like a comic strip cartoonist's handwriting. I love your handwriting. Thank I wish you. I had I wish I had a handwriting like yours instead have, of the handwriting of a small child. I have cartoonist handwriting. Um, but we've been using a wonderful wiki online who I meant to promote um they summarize scene by scene, but here they went straight on to the Rumpelstiltskin plot <clears throat> and put the actual next scene later. So I'm going to jump to that scene real quick that actually okay. comes next, and then we'll get back to Rumpelstiltskin. <clears throat> I mean, but, but this is yeah. great. I took my notes like it, it was half the time that it normally takes. I still paused a lot. So Mr. Gold goes to seek help from David, who's filling in for the sheriff, like he said he would earlier, uh, to see you know, to file a missing persons report. And he's basically saying, you're the only person in town who knows what I'm going through. So <laughs> David's like, I don't know. I'm kind of busy cleaning up the mess that you made. To which he's like, yeah, that was an act of poor judgment on my part. Which, look, look at him claiming responsibility. The whole the whole wraith thing. To Even a I degree. almost forgot what it was. I the mean, whole... it feels it feels like he's very clearly minimizing yeah. it. Yeah, he is minimizing it. But the Wraith was his fault. And so he is cleaning up that mess. So he reports. The townsfolk don't like him for some reason. And so no one will help him. So Charming's the only one who will get it and help him out. Yeah. And Charming's only doing it because this is clearly a person who needs something. He's more worried about Bill. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So now we come back to the duel. So they fight, and um, Rumpelstiltskin, being the dark one, is obviously winning. It's not a fair fight whatsoever. He's uh, just playing with him. He makes Jones uh, 
He fights Joe with Jones's own sword. He takes Jones's sword from him to kill him with it because he's always wanted to kill someone with their own sword. Uh, I wrote Killian two hands. <laughs> Old Killian two hands here. Uh, and so Rumpelstiltskin disarms him. Lol. And says that having his wife stolen was like having his heart ripped from his chest. So here's where the heart ripping Olympics of the show begin. Like every from here on out, everyone who has even an inkling of magic and even a few people who don't are going to have some experience ripping or shoving a heart out or in. Yeah. Like like every oh. other episode, we have someone's heart in someone's hand. Yeah. It's not even it's not even a hard thing to do. Like, even Emma can do it. Come on. Yeah, which is hilarious to me because... Not Emma. One, Snow White pushes one in at some point. Yeah, I, it, it's hilarious to me because, like, this is, like, ABC, and this is, like, very much, like, a family show, and I am I am old enough to remember <laughs> there being, uh, like, freaking Senate hearings over pixels where this happened in the game Mortal Kombat. Of heart rip? Yeah. Lord. Like there were, there were like huge, huge like things. Like that's the whole reason why we have ratings on video games. Yeah, is because one dude made it his personal mission to stir everybody up about the violence in video games. I mean, you know, till the yeah, industry but this said, is TV, okay. it's different. Yeah, it's- TV's not harmful like video <laughs> games. Yeah. Anywho, so. So he's got his hand in Killian's chest. He is grasping at Killian's heart while it's still in his chest. And out comes a dead woman who is not dead to stop to stop everything. Also, Mila's pirate costume. I want that on my body. It's so good. I want Mila's pirate costume on my body. It's such a good outfit. She pulls it off so well. This is a beautiful actress. So good. She she fits she fits as a pirate lady. I'll give her that. Yeah, Pirate Queen Mila. Mm-hmm. I'll watch her show. Maybe she's a fully fleshed out character on it. <laughs> so in Storybrooke, again, William Smee takes Belle to meet her father, Mo French, who is the one who had her kidnapped. Uh, hey, darling, I had you kidnapped. Let me tell you what to do and leave out the part where I'm doing it because that dude you're dating almost murdered me. Let me leave out the important part and just tell you what to do with your life. Like, if he had told her Hey, your boyfriend tried to kill me a year ago. I was in the hospital and almost died. And he got out scot-free. He kidnapped me and nearly beat me to death with a cane. Kidnapped me in my own truck on Valentine's Day and beat me within an inch of my life. That's why I don't like you dating him. But no, he didn't say any of that. He was just like, he's a I don't like him. He's a bad dude. He's not good for you. None of those. Yeah, of course she's going to go back to him. He's not like that anymore. I'm like, uh, uh, mm, mm. literally last week released a wraith. Like, <sighs> like literally just just did that. Like, no, no, he, he's like, still that guy. He's He has this moment of relief where she's like, yeah, I don't think things are working out. He's like, good, so promise me you won't go back to him. And she says, I'm not going to promise that. And he's like, well, sorry. And has Mr. Smee kidnap her once again. To which I wrote, poor Belle and the horrible men who claim to love her. Boo. Yeah. Goodbye, Belle. I love you. Yeah, sure have a stupid way of showing it. Like, 
none of the men in her life love her. No. And it, it bothers me because she's one of my favorite characters, like Disney characters. Like, again, I've said it before. Mm-hmm. Beauty and the Beast is like, I feel like everyone has like their Disney movie as a kid that they like particularly latched onto. And Belle was mine. You know, I was a very bookish kid. And so I loved the hell out of Belle. I loved her going through town talking about how everyone there sucks but her. I empathized with that throughout my teen years. Um, <laughs> being being into a hot monster, empathized with that still to this day. Like, you know, she's a character. Who, I'm being stupid, but I mean, she's a character <laughs> who I enjoy. I, I just feel like this show did not do the character justice, the story justice, and didn't care to. Mm-hmm. And it sucks because we have a great actress in this part. Yeah. She's a major character in the storyline, and she basically exists so that Rumpelstiltskin can have man pain. What's that test? What's that test for a TV show? Bechdel. The Bechdel test. Yeah, she fails it. She's only there. She's only there as a plot device for Rumpel. Yeah. She's there so that he can have big acting moments of a feeling bad that she doesn't want to be with him or feeling bad that she's dead or feeling bad that she's been taken from him. Like she has at this stage in the show, she has no agency. The writers did her wrong. They did her so wrong. Mm-hmm. So we have this quick little scene where charming is going and asking people if they've seen bill for rubble still skin. And that's where we get the beautiful line of, do you remember turning a butcher into a pig? Can't say that I do. Well, he does. He turned his father into a pig. So he's, but he also hasn't seen Belle. Sorry. Um, so Mr. Gold asks David for relationship advice. And David finds this funny, but says, we're honest with each other. He's like, well, I haven't lied to her. He's like, that's not the same as being honest with each other. You have to, you have to mean it. It has to be like honesty of the heart, which is a nice, that's a nice way to put it. Yeah. Like, not lying is not the same as being honest with each other. So. Sorry, I have nothing to add to that. No, it was a quick, li- it was a quick little scene. It was, it was nice that they had that moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the Enchanted Forest, that was, oh yeah, that's right, because it's the past. Um, Mila begs for Killian's life. Rumpelstiltskin's like, oh no, you two are in love with each other. Oh. Oh, another forced croc moment. Tick tock, tick tock, dearie. Uh, uh, it's amazing that with all these lines it's still not the most forced line in the show i didn't realize the power of true love before ah so this is where he realizes the power of true love in his dark one time because this is still early in his dark one years which are long before the other i don't know they don't time timey wimey wibbly wobbly yeah bibbly bobbly so she boppity boo you know he advances, like, he goes like he's going to finish killing Killian. Uh, when Mila pulls out the red cap, which makes a foley. They did foley. They did a whooshing foley noise for this red cap. That's how important it was. And whoosh. And she pulled it out. Which I found, I was surprised that I noticed it. But it was loud. Uh, it's that important. They wanted you to hear it and not just see it. Uh, so she says she has a magic bean. <coughs> She'll give it to him in exchange for Jones's life. And he doesn't fully agree to the bargain because he wants to see it first, but she left it back on the ship because he doesn't trust her. Because we need another scene on that ship. We built that set. No, we may never see it again. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. He also gets to say "twoo wub" in this one, but it's not as bad as TikTok, dearie TikTok. Ugh. I hate this episode, man. <laughs> I watched I it so many times. I know. I'm so I ready to move on to the next one because I like the next one. Yeah. In Storybrooke, um, David and Gold keep looking for Belle. They go to Granny's Diner, and Ruby doesn't want to help at first. She's like, oh, no, it doesn't ring a bell. Anyway. But, but then she's like, look, yeah, she came by, and she left her jacket. Here you go. And he's like, oh, this is my jacket. I gave it to her because she didn't have anything. And she's like, oh. I'm a sucker. I still have wolf senses. Let me sniff the jacket and find her for yeah. you. And the the smell leads her straight to Game of Thorns. By the way, still love that name. I still love the floor shop being Game of Thorns. It's the only thing in this episode I like other than Ruby's outfit while she's walking down the street. <laughs> uh, she sneezes and I guess at the David in shop. a tank top. What's the best way to show that it smells like flowers? Oh, I'll have someone sneeze. Works out. Um, is this one in. of those lazy plot devices or lazy just like tropes that you hate so much? Like that uh, other one I mentioned as like an episode title it's or just, an episode uh, quote? I mean, I just feel bad for her if she's got heightened smell and she doesn't. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how I feel about it. Yeah. Because if you have heightened smell, then yeah, maybe you'd inhale too deeply and the pollen would get you. Because it's not just the smell of the flowers that makes you sneeze, right? Yeah. I don't know. I have though, an allergy. Everything makes me sneeze. Still though, like I, I do think that uh sneezing when flowers are present to tell the audience flowers are present is up there uh with it's, it's a huge overdone trope. TV tropes. It with, is. Uh, it yeah. is. Oh, the flowers must be here. Hachu. Hachu. So it leads her right to her father's shop and they confront Mo about Bill. And he says, it's too late. I've sent, I'm sending her across the town line to forget about gold, even though that means forgetting about me. <sighs> so he becomes aggressive and almost chokes out. He assaults the man again. <laughs> he assaults him again. Luckily, David's there to, to stop him this time. And he notices the mind dust, which he hates mind, mind dust. dust. I hate mind dust. On Moe's hands and realizes... They're trying to send Belle across the town line that's underground, which is clever. I'll give them that. The tunnels lead out of town. I wouldn't. Smart. That. That's smart. Smart. Because my first instinct was quick, head to the town line on the road. No, oh, they're underground. He thought of that. I thought, I thought that was clever. Good job, writers. They could have also gone through the forest, but, you know, we'll, we'll yeah. use the mindset again. It's faster. It's faster on the mines. Yeah, we already have this mindset. We have these carts. We want to. We want to use one. We just. We just took it from Walt Disney World, put it on our set, and then brought it back. <sighs> I didn't get to ride that one. I was too pregnant. <laughs> I yeah. <laughs> I don't talk about how I went to Disney World uh, with a mask on, but if I can wear a mask in Florida for a week, anyone should be able to wear one in air conditioning. And yet. And yet. Sorry. Sorry, our DMVs just closed. Anywho. <laughs> it's almost 2022! I had to mail I had to mail my driver's license to the Social Security office to change my name, and I didn't get it back for two weeks. Luckily, I have an app on my phone that works as my driver's license, or else I wouldn't have been allowed to legally drive for two weeks. It's almost 2022. We're still dealing with this. Wear your freaking masks. Wear your masks. Ah. Uh, yeah. 
Back in the Enchanted Forest. <laughs> in the Enchanted Forest. <laughs> On the ship, uh, Mila shows him the bean and throws it to, to Jones, who then holds it awkwardly in his hand for the whole scene. His whole scene, his hand is just grasping this bean, and it looks very uncomfortable. And he he then confronts her about leaving. He's like, I get it. You left me. Whatever. How could you leave our son? And she's like, okay, that I feel bad about. But I was just so miserable that I was a coward, and I couldn't confront you about it. What made you so miserable? Well, I never loved you. Well, why not take the son, too? I mean, well, maybe he'll be fine on a pirate ship. no. That'll never happen. (laughs) (laughs) So so upon hearing that his wife never loved him, he has a completely reasonable reaction of ripping her heart out and murdering her with, you know. But before he can crush it, she says, I love you to Killian, um, which makes him crush it even harder. Uh, And Jones... It says, you may be more powerful now, demon, but you're no less a coward. And you know what I think? You know who the real victim in all of this is? Balefire. Balefire. Also, can I just say that um, maybe this show could stop um, crushing the hearts of spurned lovers? Maybe we could stop doing that. Maybe, maybe we stop. Maybe stop crushing people's hearts when they, they don't give you consent to love them. Like, maybe we've already done it once, and it was bad then, and we don't have to do it ever again. Ever. Oh, it was real- maybe, we, maybe we should never do it again. Hmm. Hmm. Anywho. Hmm. Poor Bay, abandoned by both parents. I can't figure out, was this before or after? It's not clear if Balefire is, like, I, at home. I think that... I think this must be before because whenever he's talking about the magic bean, he he doesn't like jump on it like, oh, that's the thing I've been looking for. He jumps on it like that's interesting. I must mm, have it. I think that might be the thing he's looking for. I think that might be the motivation. Okay. okay. Why he's looking for a magic bean. Okay. Yeah. Then I, like I said, magic I watched this bean. episode four times. I must have stopped paying attention. I just couldn't tell. No, um, it's not. It's not a good episode. So much of this episode's time is spent spinning its wheels. Yeah. Um, like as we're going through, it's all I can think about is like, okay, so this scene is to get this. This scene is yeah, to the, get this. The summary and it's was so like that. Much time because, wasted. Uh, the summary was hard to write because I was like, oh, I have to mention this because it's the only reason this makes sense. Oh, I have to mention this because it's the only reason this makes sense. And and it's like there's so many times where uh, this is why I quit playing World of Warcraft. But um, there's so many times where we have to talk about this thing because it makes this thing make sense. But that thing only has to happen so that this other thing can happen when ultimately it gets nowhere. It's exactly like the Rage of the Firelands patch where I had to go in and do two freaking weeks of dailies to unlock getting to the Firelands so I could do another couple weeks of dailies just so I could get into the raid. Oh, wait, you can't do the whole raid yet. You have to do raid dailies. I hate it. Anywho. You're right. Firelands were terrible. Firelands so Rumpel- sucked. <laughs> so, so Killian refuses to give Rumpelstiltskin the bean. So Rumpelstiltskin just takes his whole hand. Bam. Um, yeah. He disarms him. But he doesn't check the bean. He doesn't check the hand for the bean until he gets back. Like his former hand. Um, Jones. Jones stabs Rumpelstiltskin with a hook. Typical man, not really looking for that bean. (laughs) 
Sorry. What? What did I say? Sorry, that's funny. Uh, so Jones vows he'll get revenge. Rumpelstiltskin runs off with his hand. I don't know why that hook was just laying around, but, you know, I'm sure it had a shipley reason for being there. Uh, well, good luck living long enough to kill me. Bye. Um, there was a long, meaningful scene of him holding up that hook. Oh, yeah. There was a there's a long scene of him grabbing the hook, looking at the hook. Bum ba dum bum 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 bum. I can't <laughs> and sing looking it, at his hand. It's one of the better themes yeah. on the show. His hook's theme is is nice. So yeah. So now we know how the crocodile really got his his jaws around Captain Hook's hand. Yeah. Still doesn't make sense. It's a bad metaphor. Anywho, so the worst line of this episode, because I can't remember <laughs> when it happens, is when Rumpelstiltskin finally confesses as to why he needs magic. Oh, we haven't gotten there yet. We're almost there. Oh, We're God. almost there. We're so close. Oh, We're so I just, close. I want it to be over. <laughs> so Smee just handcuffed Belle to a mine cart and sent her through the tunnel. He put the key in the bottom of the cart. So as she's rolling through, she gets the key, but of course she drops it. Um... Uh, Gold and David and Ruby get there just in time. Gold magically pulls the cart back. The minecart ride from Mario RPG is what this made me think of. Super Mario RPG and the Legend of the Seven Stars. Have you ever played? Yes. This is the minecart ride with the jumping. Um, or Donkey Kong Country. And I didn't get to ride this one at Walt Disney World. Uh, she drops the key, of course. Um, so so she, she thanks him. First, she's very honest. She's very thankful that he saved her from crossing the town line. Um, but she's not going to stay with him if you won't be honest with her. Mo's grateful to hear that, but she's not going to go with him either after what he just tried to do to her. And look at her trying to set boundaries with these controlling men. Yeah. Though, she's, though she's pretty controlling too with her magic hate. She's controlling too. She's not getting yeah. her way, so she's leaving. And... Yeah, it's a little it's a little uh, closed minded. If if they do want to stay together as a couple, which they shouldn't, they need couples counseling. They should go to yep. Doctor Hopper about this. He got his med degree from a curse, or his psych degree from a curse. Yeah, he has all the memories for it. Like he remembers doing that research. You know, yeah. he remembers doing that research, and that plagues him because he didn't do it. So is he really a good person for saying calling himself doctor anymore? You know, he's up all night thinking about if it's like a good and moral thing for him to still be giving medical advice. Yeah. Cause he is also the guy from 101 Dalmatians and he hasn't met the, the lady that has a Dalmatian as well. So they haven't gotten together and had way too many dogs. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. No, it's all good. <laughs> it's, it's another, it's another weird hybridization of characters that doesn't get enough hate, yeah, but it deserves Tongo. it. Yeah. But he's supposed to be a musician. Uh, so the next day, Ruby makes Belle pancakes because she's not a never, real job. She's never had pancakes before. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's uh, not a real job. Apologies <laughs> to our musician friends out there. Apologies to my mother. Your, your job is valid. <laughs> apologies to my actual mother. His mother, their mother, their mother taught me band. And my brother, and my aunt. I learned how to play clarinet from your mother. And my uncle. Uh huh. Yeah, but and I didn't know them. And your brother-in-law. <laughs> oh God, my brother, my brother-in-law is like killing it right now. I know. It's... Check out Capra. Capra is a heavy metal band, and they just finished up their first big tour. Check out Capra. That's my that's my one thing. They're really great. 
And they have a female vocalist, lead vocalist. So it's pretty I think cool it's time. like super clear that I don't want to talk about this episode. I just want to talk We're to Elaine. We're almost done. We have I like, just want to talk to Elaine. How are you? Three scenes left. I am frustrated. <laughs> so, so Ruby makes Bell Pancakes, says you can stay at Granny's. Here's a box someone left for you. It's got a key to the library. And I wonder who this could be from. It's from Mr. Gold. The thing that I think is really nice is the writer's built in. Here's where Belle's going to live if she chooses to take the library. She doesn't have to stay at Granny's. There's a caretaker's apartment above the library. Which tells me that this is probably a private library. Which is probably why it's closed. Yeah, like it's a private library open to the public, but it's not like a municipal library. You know why it's a private library? Because it had a dragon locked in the basement for 28 years. Um... Part of your MLIS is learning how to care for a dragon. <laughs> she would know that if she had her master's degree. <laughs> <laughs> and the library I used to work in did have a shower. So <laughs> yeah. yeah, like for staff, like we had a whole like staff bathroom shower and sleeping. Like it, it's a thing. So, so Belle goes to the library. She finds Mr. Gold there and he decides to finally, he could have avoided this whole episode. We could have avoided this whole episode if he had just told her, look, I created the curse specifically to find my son. When the curse was broken, instead of immediately going to look for him, I stopped to bring magic back. And she catches on, which is a good thing, because if you had crossed the line to look for him, you not only wouldn't know him, you wouldn't know, you wouldn't remember yourself either. Like, right. So, yeah. So magic comes with a price, he says. Um, he calls magic his crutch, which it is. That's the line that I hate so much. And Yeah. Like, it, because, I mean, okay, so we've introduced that this character has a physical disability, even in his, you know, cursed oh, world oh, no, no. form. When he wants to. When he wants to. When it's convenient to the plot. But still. So I feel like it's a little bit ableist, but also just just generally like so passed on the nose that it's a bit to say that magic is his crutch. I just I'm I'm like, yeah, I'm hungry. I'm hangry. hangry. He was too afraid not to use it. I mean, and it's one of those things when when you have power, the scariest thing to you is getting your power taken away. So he wants to break this new curse so that he can go out and find his son. That's why he was in the basement doing magic. He could have just said that. He could have just said, I'm not doing magic to kill Regina again. I'm doing magic because I'm trying to find my son. You remember my son? I talked about my son. We've talked about my son before. It's not like it's, it's not like it's some big secret. So, and he's like, I just wanted to let you know that. So now I can tell you goodbye. Because I respect your boundaries, and that's it. That's so close, and that's where the, that's where the episode ended. Yeah. So this is that's where it ended. broke. No, that's not, where, that's not where it ended. And she she breaks her own boundary. Oh, have you ever had a hamburger before? Of course, I've had a hamburger. Uh, well, I haven't. You want to get one with me sometime? Uh, Too soon. Wait a couple days. Think about it. Become friends first. Uh, Check off on it. He had a, he had a, I put, I wrote X, damn it, Bell, watery-eyed acceptance from gold. Sorry, that's just my advice for anyone who thinks about getting back together with an X. <laughs> Check off with it. Check off on it once. <laughs> just go see how you feel in the morning after a good See how you feel. 
See how you feel later. Oh, and the That's enchanted to this podcast. So, so back in the enchanted forest of the past, Rumpelstiltskin opens up Killian's former hand, and there's no bean. No bean. No bean. Ladies uh, and gentlemen, let's show him what he's won. He's been tricked. Nothing. Nothing. He has a hand. Give him a hand. He already has one. Yeah. Uh, so a hand that is perfectly clean at the stump. So Mr. Smee, oh, and it's, it's funny, the way that it's taped, you can tell it was actually someone's hand they were just holding to put on the table, and then they had, and, oh no, there was a fake hand they were putting on the table, and then for the close-up, it was actually someone's hand, that whose fingers he was pulling back. I was like, man, that must have been fun to tape. I must, that wasn't an awkward, that wasn't an awkward way to stand whatsoever for anyone. No one's just crotch saying, was in anyone else's face for that shot. I'm just saying that once again, we used our entire blood budget for this TV series in season one on Ruby's episode. Yes. Because that hand, when it came off, was clean. That hand on that counter is clean. He's magical. He cauterized it immediately. Okay. You think he wanted to get blood on his good sparkle robes? Yes. Really sparkly? I don't know. Um, No, it's crocodile leather. Oh, sorry. He didn't want to get blood on that either. You know how hard it is to get blood out of crocodile? You gotta fight it first. (laughs) Go to bed. <laughs> so Smee's on Jones's ship now, and he's like, "Look, I need that bean back. It's mine. I was supposed to get eternal life from it, and now that that deal's gone, I'm not comfortable with this." And Killian's like, "How about if we go to a place where we just don't age? You want to? Oh, be that's on- what I wanted this whole time. You yeah, be on my crew. You want to be one of my crew members and just not age, and that way I have time to to figure out how to kill that crocodile. Skin myself a crocodile." In Neverland. Bump, ba dump, bump. By the way, what's your name? Shmee? Okay, Mr. Smee. I was like, everyone always puts a CH after the S. And then I know. Shmee. I do do it. It's one of those lines that I was just like, uh, yep, that's what this show does. I, yeah. I love, I love, hate it. I, I mean, I do love this show. I just hate it as well. So he throws the bean in the ocean. A whirlpool opens up, and he drives his boat into it because that's not how everyone dies. It's a cool effect. And then we never see them again because the whirlpool killed them. <laughs> I like Hook, so I'm okay with it. Yeah, I'm not that's- a fan of Smee, but we have to like Smee. Well, speaking of Smee, back in Storybrooke, Smee is now being held captive himself by Mr. Gold. Mr. Gold wants to know where Killian is. And Smee's like, I don't know. When the curse brought me over, it didn't take him. So he doesn't know. Oh, right. This episode has like three false endings. Yes. Finally, the last episode. We're finally there. Not the last episode. Last scene. (laughs) Last scene of this episode. We're finally there. Is present day Enchanted Forest. Killian Jones is looking out at the safe haven island that he is on, which is why he didn't get taken. And Cora walks up with a uh, with a bottle of sparkly dirt. Wonderful. And that's the magic wardrobe ashes. That's their ticket back to Storybrooke. So she can see her daughter. And he can skin himself a crocodile. Good. Honestly, yeah. Cool. I'm here Good for thing. it. Good for them. Yeah. Uh, the blue and purple look on Cora was amazing. Yeah. That's one of Cora's best outfits. I love a jewel tone. She looked great in this episode. Good job, Cora. Second best dressed. Yeah. I don't like Cora, but I, her, her dress was great today. The colors worked well on her. Um, and this episode is over. 
My second best dress is Mira as the pirate. Oh, you're right. No, never mind. Cora's third best dressed. Mm-hmm. Pirate Mira's second best dressed. Absolutely. Uh, my, Ru- my Ruby's first, first best yeah. dressed. Yeah. Ruby with the hat. Yeah, and the red. Oh God, so good. So how uh, how many how many uh, severed hands out of five do you give this? So it's not the worst episode ever, but it's not a good one. So I'm gonna give it two, two severed hands out yeah. of five. Like it wasn't like egregiously bad. It just was so boring. Yeah, it was, it was boring. It was infuriating to me because. Everyone in this show, they're all grown adults. They should all know better. The refusal of Mr. French to tell his daughter what happened was just bad writing. Man, I'm so glad the writers of this show don't listen to this because I would get some hate mail. <clears throat> Fine, send it. Send it my way. Send it to uh, Mads. You could, you could email I'm, me at themadsmanual at gmail.com. I do not care. I'm too I soft. I want it. I want it. Um, I'm too soft and sensitive. I, I'm just like, listen, okay, you have a show where magic is real, where there is a time capsule that basically everyone was locked into a curse for 28 years. You have travel between worlds. You have all these fairy tale so characters, hard. which is so hard until it's not. I should never be bored while watching this show. Yeah. Given the things you have in this world, it should never be boring. And I am so easily entertained. I am obsessed with Ruby's outfits. It should not be this boring. How did you do this? Yeah, that's a that's a that's a two dead hands for me. Yeah. I just I I, I really want Belle to get actual counseling. Look, even Dr. Hopper. Like Actually, you know what? I'm gonna say it. For me, this was a one. Oh, snap. I, because I was sitting here and I was like, well, what keeps it from being a one? And I was like, nothing. What keeps there was it? nothing for me I that feel like made there's it an not episode, a one. There's an episode I disliked more, which is the only reason I didn't give it a one. But I can totally see that one. I can see. I'm going to stick it to. I'm going to stick it to because Mila's outfit wouldn't have happened if this episode didn't happen. Yeah. I mean, like there's costuming things where I'm like, okay, yeah, this was good. Mm-hmm. This was bad. But on this show oh, like great. we've said for years that we watch it for the costumes so i'm not letting them ride on costumes <laughs> the sets were blah most of them were recycled um, or just somebody's house it was a boring episode i'm angry about this that's fair i'm i haven't like i'm t- so upset that i had to watch this episode so much and i will never call them rumbell seriously they are bumple I have talked almost twice the length of this episode about how much I didn't like it. Yes. It's a one severed hand out of five. There you go. There you go. I'm going to make that spreadsheet. We're going to keep track of these things. (laughs) I want to thank Evil Unicorn for doing the work for me. Oh my God. I love you, Evil Unicorn. (laughs) I love you so much. I've gone back and reread that. And I'm like, I don't know, because it's always made up on the freaking spot what we're going to pull. I was going to bed one night and I I checked my Twitter. I was like, oh, we have, there's alerts on Storybrooke. Let me go see what it is. Oh, someone did all my work for me. (laughs) Thanks. (laughs) Now I have to make the spreadsheet. I haven't yet. I have good reason. I feel like this episode has been a little crazy lately. This episode is the penance we have to play to get the next episode, which is one I really do enjoy. Yeah. Um, 
I, I'm actually excited for the next episode. Which one's the next episode? Uh, the Doctor. Um, that is uh, Regina. Regina trying to figure out who the hell. Um, oh, whale. If I remember right. Yes. Yeah, 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 if yeah, yeah, I remember yeah. right. I might be wrong. Okay. But if I'm thinking correctly, it's also we've got Hook dressed all shabby. We've got um, Mulan and Mary Margaret and everyone in the forest. We've got uh, Regina backstory. Like next episode is fun. Yeah, good. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to that. I will find time just to give an update. Uh, my son had open heart surgery uh, three weeks ago now, and yes. being being a tiny baby, he recovered almost magically. Um, you wouldn't know by looking at this smiley, happy child that he had his whole chest bone opened to get to his heart whatsoever. Um, Kid's doing great. So thank you to everyone who sent uh, good vibes our way uh, for, and thank you again for uh, not giving me a hard time for not being present last week. Thanks to Corey for filling in for me with descendants uh, while while we were living in the hospital for a week. (sighs) Yeah. Yes. Okay. So yeah. I think I think that's everything we have now, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, and and I would say on that point, go donate blood. Yes. Yeah. Um, COVID COVID has made it very hard on the blood centers in general. Um, so please go donate blood if you are able to, because they are hurting right now, and there are lots of people out there who need it to survive. Quite literally. Yes. I, I kept thinking of whenever we uh, filmed, not filmed, whenever we recorded the one of the season finale episodes of the first season where you said, if, if there's something I hate to see, it's a little kid hooked up to a bunch of machines in a hospital. Yeah. And that was a, that was a week of my life. Um, yeah. It's pretty terrible. Um, once they, once, once. I will say once they're taken off the sedative and they start to feel like themselves again, it becomes way less scary. So I I kept thinking of that. He has, he has bounced back. I I, I saw him at Halloween and he was like, he's talking to everybody. He's, he's doing great. He really is. And we were very blessed with that. Uh, Keep sending my family good vibes though, because we've got some other health things uh, going on. Um, not me personally, not, not anyone in my household, but we, we all need a little strength. I just want to thank you for being down to record this episode with everything going on. You kick ass. Eh, Yeah. I, I, uh, I compartmentalize and, um, what's the other one? It's the, I distract myself. No, not distract. I deflect. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, deflection's great. By the way, if you're looking for a place to distract yourself and deflect, have you tried the Hit MMO from Square Enix Final <laughs> Fantasy XIV Online? They don't pay it us. It includes a free trial of it. Little... They don't pay us. <laughs> Go donate blood. This has been uh, so broke. Miserably ever after. <laughs> this has been Storybroke. Miserably Ever After, a Your Pretty Friend production. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to rate and review us almost anywhere fine podcasts are downloaded. You can also follow us on Twitter at StoryBrokePod. This episode has been made possible thanks to the love and support of our spouses and listeners like you. Thank you.